This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Tonight, I am joined by Charlotte from the Day Away podcast, here to talk about Rochdale's tricky start to the League Two season and to preview Tuesday night. Welcome to Borough Pod. Rossinho, passing from midfield, is Rossinho! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it. An old tracker, an old Trafford cracker in front of the strip for him. Hello, Borough fans. Here we are. We've got a special preview episode uh, ahead of our home game on Tuesday evening against Rochdale. Um, and uh, we've got we've got Charlotte, a Rochdale fan, joining the show. Um, as I said just now, do you want to introduce yourselves and tell everyone a little bit about yourself before we get going? Yeah, of course. So I'm Charlotte. And unfortunately for me, I am a Rochdale fan. <laughs> That's my dad's fault. Um, I am her Game 2 ambassador for Rochdale and I also have a podcast called The Dale Way which is all things Rochdale so yeah that's a bit about me Nice, nice um, So uh, I, I saw on Twitter as well you've just you've just joined uh, another podcast Yeah, well, the, it, R- RTL yeah podcast. the RTL podcast and that's actually talking about Premier League football as well with obviously me being a League 2 fan it's nice to actually talk about some other football that's not depressing at the minute <laughs> So I thought I'd bring. Some... Uh, at least not depressing for you, right? Yes, I thought I'd bring some excitement <laughs> in my life and talk about something that's not Rochdale. <laughs> I, I I can't blame you. We start we started this podcast uh, like Jan- January February last year, like in the middle of like yeah. a eight nine ten game unbeaten run. I think we did six episodes, seven episodes before we won a game. It's, oh. it's a nightmare, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, the base, the basement of League Two really is a bleak place, isn't <laughs> it? Really it? Is. Um, um, do you want to just uh, quickly? Um, a lot of our fans, I know a lot of our fans are aware of the Her Game yeah. Two uh, movement. Um, um, obviously, your Rochdale's actual um, Her the Her Game Two ambassador. So, what does that what does that involve for you? Like, what does that? What, what can you just tell us a bit about what you actually do around the club and with the club? Yeah, so me being a Rochdale ambassador. Um, I basically, I'm there for people. I'm um, female's kind of comfort blanket if anything does happen. So I'll try and better the match day experience, not just for women, obviously for men as well, but I'll try and better it for women um, yeah. and try and give them a safe spot for for like to go and watch football. Um, I obviously do these podcasts nice. as well. So obviously I get the word out yeah. about women can have an opinion on them. And honestly, the the support I've had has been absolutely fantastic and I get invited on quite a lot of podcasts as well, which is really, really lovely and, um, yeah, which is amazing. But it's just 
Um, my role in her game too, because I'm an ambassador, I kind of represent Rochdale and I have my own like mini team where obviously I can, I sit in a certain stand so I can't see and hear everything. So I've got my own little team. So yeah. I've got a couple of girls who are in my stand, a couple of girls who are in the Sandy Lane stand, a couple of girls who are in um, obviously the main stand as well. And we're just kind of there for people. And um, as much as we are there for people to talk to and kind of get them to report anything if they do have any abuse, which I will hold my hands up. I can't speak on behalf of everyone. But in the years I've supported Rochdale, I've never been discriminated at games, whether it's been home and away. It's always been on social media and it's always been kind of behind a Bob 5678 who's got Ronaldo as his profile picture. It's never been like... We all know the sorts. Yeah. So... Yeah, just basically we are there to obviously try and inspire people, to try and inspire and educate the next generation, whether it be male or female, to um, include them in going, but also be there for people if anything does happen. And with Rochdale in particular as well, um, it is a small club, so you are kind of familiar with the same faces and stuff. So, yeah, it is nice to just have a presence there kind of thing and be there if anything did happen and just kind of, just kind of advise people on what to do if they do obviously either see or hear it or if they are involved with any um discriminatory behavior yeah if anyone was interested in becoming part of her game 2 as an ambassador all they would have to do is go on the her game 2 website and just fill out a form and just basically say like who you support a bit about you kind of thing and obviously then yeah. her game two girls would get in touch with them and then obviously start either a partnership with the club or obviously get an ambassador involved yeah. so honestly if there is any female fans out there who do want to get involved then please do because the more the merrier and i just want to say as well um this campaign is run is by voluntary like female fans no one gets paid for it no one obviously gets obviously it's all just volunteers at the end of the day and um the lead team in particular have put their own money into the campaign obviously um getting merchandise and stuff like that it's all basically been pocketed by themselves so i just wanted to get that like obviously out there as well because there is a lot of people who think they do get paid for this but they don't everything they do is just voluntary work and a lot of these girls do have families do have like jobs of them their own as well so they're just busy busy (laughs) yeah yeah it's 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 a shame that we need it but yeah it's it's a good thing that we do have it um okay well so you said uh you you've you blamed your dad for being a for for you being a rochdale fan um do you remember your first rochdale game yeah who was it, when it was, etc. Yeah, I do actually. And it's really funny because we actually lost that game as well. So, um, yeah, do. it was actually in the 98-99 season. So I was six at the time. Wow. And I know, a long life of suffering. <laughs> but um, before that, I'd obviously been to the odd game. And I will admit, I first went as a child to go and wave at Desmond the Dragon, our mascot, and for a pie. Because times weren't that bad. But the first game I can properly remember, it was actually this game and it was Torquay at home. And right. obviously it was a 98-99 season and we actually lost 2-0. But I can remember it because I was sat next to my dad. I'd 
got my shirt on and stuff. Um, it was like mine and my dad's thing to do on a Saturday. And he was one of them, like, he's not a hooligan or anything, um, but, you know, one of them who stands up and starts a lot of the chants off. So I just remember yeah. him being sat next to me, like singing up the Dale and singing up a chance. And I think that was one of the main reasons, like I got a bit of a taste for it because obviously yeah, it was just yeah. like really good. And obviously it was mine and my dad's like time together. And yeah, that's, that's the reason I'm a Rochdale fan today. And I still obviously go watching him. I still go with my dad as well, which is um, funny nice. and my little boy. So yeah, that's, that's how I started being a Rochdale fan. I blame my dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's a that's a that's a beautiful story. It's lovely. Like I've I've got a five year old girl, and I'm I'm forever trying to get her interest in the football. She just don't give a shit. <laughs> um, I, she's she wants to start going to see seeing Stevenage ladies this season, and she's going to be a mascot. Oh, that's she's going to be amazing. a mascot at like their first home game of the season. So like I'm hoping that just like that experience, yeah. like meeting the players, like just kicks it all off and and then we just go from there but oh, I, I can't imagine still going in 20 years and her coming along with me every saturday that'd be amazing um okay so now the now the i guess the the nice memories yeah. are out of the way um <laughs> let's talk about recent times um it's not really been the best period of the club uh with relegation from league one in the um was it last season no not the last season, season the before. season before season yeah. before last um I wrote the season before last, and then I was like, hmm, I'm not sure that's right. But yeah, the season before last, uh, and then uh, obviously Rochdale had a bit, a little bit of a, little bit of a flirt with yeah. a relegation scrap last year. Although you managed to keep yourselves just, just, just that, just out of that a little bit, um, and you ended up finishing 18th in the league. Um, what's all gone wrong? Well, obviously, um, I'll I'll get started on the um, relegation season from League One, and obviously we had Brian Barry Murphy as manager. Um, there was honestly there was multiple chances where we could have ended up staying up but it was just in our own hands we conceded too many goals just sloppy in the defence um, we had some issues going on off the pitch what I won't get into now um, Then obviously we got relegated um, Brian Barry Mur I can't say his name <laughs> Brian Barry Murphy then obviously left us um, a few weeks before the new season started and we got obviously manager Robbie Stockdale, so obviously a new manager, didn't have a pre-season, obviously rushed in to get some players. So we kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt. And then obviously this yeah. season, we've had to bring in new players again because it's just been a total rebuild off the pitch for another season. Lost some vital players. Owen O'Connell, our captain, being one of them. He's gone to Charlton. Um, Alex mm -hmm. Newby, Corey O'Keefe. Honestly, I think I think it was I think it was a total of thirteen departures as well this season, and obviously we've got more in, so it's just been another rebuild yeah. again. And I just I personally think the formation as well. Um, it was the same formation as last season, and us fans are just so frustrated because it just doesn't work. He plays free at the back, and it just really doesn't work. And even though we're playing free at the back. We still can't defend and we're yeah. not scoring many opportunities as well. We're not really creating anything and it's just so frustrating. Yeah. Obviously, last season we drew too many. Um, we couldn't turn them into wins, but this season we've obviously started and we're not even drawing it, drawing any games now. We've just had yeah. three losses. So, 
yeah it's just it's just a really frustrating time again and I just feel like it's deja vu of last season but obviously now <laughs> it's so annoying yeah yeah um yeah obviously you mentioned uh Robbie Stockdale being the manager yeah. at the moment there's a lot of there seems to be a lot of support on Twitter um for his firing um do you think do you think this early in the season it's you, you, the writing's already on the wall or do you think that are you are you on board with the people that maybe you know you want to give them the benefit and doubt give them a little bit longer yeah it's a really tough one for me because i am quite a diplomatic football fan i can see it from both points of view and um yeah. it's kind of with the fans themselves it's kind of the back end of last season they were calling for him to go but then obviously there was people saying him, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt and give him another pre-season, mm. get his own players in because majority of these players now are the ones he's brought in. He's obviously not got any of yeah. the ex-manager's players, so these are mostly his players. But I think I think for fans, why they really want him out, it's just very negative football. And I can see what we're trying to do. We are trying to play football and... We are trying to, we are trying, but this formation, it hasn't worked all last season and it's just not making any changes. And I, I think sometimes being a manager, you need to hold your hands up and admit when you've got something wrong and just try something. And even if, yeah. even if it doesn't work next game, but you just try the formation, you try and have a little bit of, of a change around, at least you are trying, but it's just, he just seems stuck in his ways and it's just so frustrating and it's it's the same um post match and pre match like interviews and I, I just feel like it's deja vu of last season and we're only three yeah, games in. Yeah. It's just frustrating. Yeah, you see it's it's interesting you saying that because of um obviously Stephen has brought in Steve yeah. Evans towards the end of the year and, and he actually saved us. There's no doubt about it. He bringing Steve in and getting a bit of a fighting spirit there. So, um, saves us. But there's a lot of parallels in what you're saying with like, you know, we're playing five, we're playing three at the back, but we've been, you know, we've been fairly dominant yeah. against teams. We're not creating a lot of chances. We're not scoring a lot of goals. We're scoring goals, but not scoring yeah. a lot of goals. Um, we're not really conceding many either, which is you know what's 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 going well for us at the moment. But it's it's funny how like you know we had a, we had a similar season this this sort of off season where you know we've we've let tons of players go. We've only retained a few, um, and we brought a load more in. And it's 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 it's, it's interesting how it's not seemed to work yeah. for you guys yet. Um, whereas you know we're we're sat in fifth at the moment. We we're undefeated so far. You know we beat a championship team uh, on Tuesday uh, we beat we, we drew with uh, Walsall on Saturday where everybody was saying we were going to get pumped so it's um, it's really interesting to see that there's such a contrasting contrasting fortunes there when really there's there's a lot of parallels in, in, yeah. in, in what's, what seems to be going on um, you mentioned obviously as well uh, earlier about uh, there was some off, yeah. there's been some off the off the off the uh, pitch drama and behind the scenes drama and stuff and I see a lot of uh, Rochdale fans using the hashtag um, they yeah. are not for sale. What's going on? So um, I can't really go into details or name names because honestly we would be we sure. would honestly yeah, yeah. be here all day and I, it is a very complicated situation. 
but um we're actually a fan-owned club rochdale we always have been we've never had an owner it's always been like shareholders and stuff we've never had like you know like most teams have an actual outright owner we've never had that yeah and um we had a chief executive at the club and that was that was probably the start of our downfall and um it didn't really have the best intentions for Rochdale. He sold us a story that it was this diehard Rochdale fan like the rest of us. He wanted the best for the club. But unfortunately, he let shares be sold behind the backs of fans and the EFL, which obviously didn't fit by their rules and regulations. So no. we've had investigations going on due to this. Um, there was a lot of secrecy contracts given to our ex-manager Brian Barry Murphy which we found out at the fans forum and it had not been yeah. announced on the website us fans had no idea that he'd signed a contract extension but at this fans forum it came out so we was a bit like what's going on here there's a lot of secrecy and that's not Rochdale and um, no. yeah it was just some really sly shenanigans and um, anyway, when right. when this was going on, um, the Dale Trust kind of caught wind of certain things that weren't right. And they took it into their own hands. They held emergency like meetings. And luckily, we got specific board members and the chief executive removed. So um, we've obviously now got nice. a new... Um, we've got a new... Um, chairman we've got a new like yeah. a total revamp on the board which is amazing but apparently because these shares were sold behind the club's back the company that bought the shares have obviously taken legal action against us and um obviously still went in at the club because they feel like they bought yeah. these shares even though no one knows if they did but these right. certain <laughs> people have been linked with clubs before in the football league and have been right. I'll name a couple Charlton is one Swindon is one and obviously they've had a few troubles and these same people obviously went in at Rochdale now but um, yeah obviously um, we've had some investigations going on our new chairman and new board of directors have obviously been cooper cooperative with obviously the EFL <laughs> and just want a yeah. solution. So we're just waiting for the legal battle to take place. And we're actually raising money for this as well because this company has actually, they've actually um, taken legal action against certain individuals at the club and not the club itself. So Rochdale can't fund the, you know, as a club, they can't fund this legal battle. So we're actually raising money yeah. at the minute to try and raise funds for that. So, yeah, it, it is very complicated, but that's that's a bit of what I can tell you kind of thing, but it's very complicated and hard to get your head around. Well, it, yeah, honestly, like um... I've had to write that bit down so I didn't get on muddled up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's no, it's, yeah, it just sounds just, just one sounds big awful. mess. Um, yeah, off the yeah. pitch and on. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, let's move on to uh, let's move on to uh, the transfers yeah. uh, through the, the through the summer. Um, obviously, you said it was a, it was sort of a big a big upheaval, and you 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 you've massively re, you re rebuilt in yeah. the summer. How? Um, ahead of the season how did you think that went were you were you pr happy with your business or uh 
uh, were you a bit like, I don't, you didn't really know what to make of it or whatever? And how do you feel now? Yeah, well, personally, I was happy. We actually started our business in January because obviously we lost two vital players in Jake Beasley and Aaron Morley, but we replaced them with um, two non-league who were the leading scorers in non-league at the time, Luke Charman and Savon Campbell, two strikers, which was great. Yeah. And we signed James Ball as well, a centre midfielder. So for a January window, that was quite good business for us because we are usually pretty quiet. So obviously we signed those three in January. In the summer, obviously, we had a lot of um, big losses. Owen O'Connell, like I mentioned, being one club captain. But we yeah. kind of regained that again because we've signed club legend Ian Henderson back. He's obviously, he's 37, don't get me wrong, but he's not shy of scoring goals. Yeah. And he's only four off becoming Rochdale's um, top ever highest scorer, which is great, but obviously now he's not scored any yet. So it's kind of frustrating. Um, yeah. I mean, you'd hope, you'd hope with, with a 4 exactly. games over the course of the season, so. you'd hope he'd break that duck this season. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've signed another striker called Devante <laughs> Rodney, who had a brilliant pre-season. And he scored, he scored our only goal in the league so far. <laughs> um, we've signed Tyree Sinclair, who's a winger. He looks quite promising. And do you know what? What I've seen of him, he seems quite a good player. Obviously, it's only three games in, but he seems pretty decent. Yeah. Um, I can't pronounce his name. We call him Tombs. But we've signed Tamani. I think, is it Diago? I think it is it Diagoga from Morecambe, a CDM. Um. It's yeah, I can't like say yeah. his name, so we all call him Toombs. But um, everybody, everybody knows yeah. who you're talking about. Because <laughs> no one can pronounce it. No. So, um, yeah, we signed him. Um, Ebanks Landell, who's been on at the club before on loan. Um, he's our captain now. Experienced goalkeeper mm-hmm. in Rich O'Donnell. We've signed um, a couple of loan signings. Femi Sariki being one. Um, We've signed Cameron John as well, which is a promising um, defender. People have said, "Yeah, we've got we've got quite a few. We've got quite a few, but obviously we need time to gel." And at the minute, it's just not yeah. going. It's still early days. Don't get me wrong, but it's just not going the way I wanted it to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we uh, Stephen has picked up Max Clark uh, oh, from yourselves over the summer. He left on a free free transfer um what did you make of him because uh a lot uh, when i saw the, the the deal had gone through um i was i was i was pretty happy um spoke to some uh, Ro- uh rochdale fans who all had the same thing to say don't get too excited Do you know what I, to be fair i think <laughs> i honestly think i really did like him to be fair max clark and i think he did he did do a bit for us and it can create opportunities i think I think the thing with our fans is they are very they were very frustrated at the time and literally everything any player would do they would get on top of them and he wouldn't see the good about them and don't get me wrong yeah. as much as he could be frustrating at times the whole team could be but I saw glimpses in Max Clark that he could be a good player and stuff if he was in the right team but unfortunately for us at the time we weren't really doing well yeah. we weren't really creating many opportunities and stuff so I think that's quite harsh on him, to be fair, because what I did see of Max Clark, I could tell that there was some player in him. So I do think some of our fans have yeah. been quite mean there. Yeah, he. I think he's had a good start to, good start yeah. to the season. Um, he's uh, 
in, in a relative, he's quite in a similar mould to the to the left back that we had. He left in the summer. Um, in um, so it's not. It's, is he playing more? Is he playing more left back for you? Because he plays yeah, more he of is, a wing. Yeah. He plays more of a wing back for us. Well, well, wing back. Yeah, we are playing two yeah. in the back, so yeah. wing back. But uh, he's he, he's you know he 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 gets a lot of balls crossed in early. Um, he, you know he, you're not going to see him. You're not going to see him down the down the flank and getting to the byline all the yeah. time. He does yeah. get the ball in quite early, um, which against which against Walsall was awful because their centre back monster. Yeah. Just, just one like forty headers, I swear. <laughs> just everything was clear. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've been, I've been, I've been pretty happy with him. Um, we've also got a left back on loan from um, Norwich who uh, has started unbelievably well. So oh, they're brilliant. sort of like fighting it out at the moment. But it's really, it's really nice not not having to worry about a position. Um, which in the in the state we've been in for the last seven or eight years is is a is a nice change of pace. Do you know what's really funny? We're actually struggling for left backs because. Um, our experienced left back Jimmy Keohan got injured in our last preseason friendly, and Ady White is literally made out of glass. So we've actually got <laughs> a winger called Abraham Ado playing yeah. left wing back at the minute. So I think, like, like you mentioned before, I think we've kind of done the opposite. We're obviously yeah. really negative at the minute, where you've got some positives. Yeah, yeah, it's it seems to have really flipped that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so obviously we've discussed that it's not going going great at the moment, yeah. but uh, you know, you've 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 had three losses in three in the league yeah. uh, to Crewe, Gillingham, and Grimsby. Um, you did beat Burton in the League Cup, didn't you? Yeah, we did. I was shocked. I was shocked, but apparently we actually outplayed them. But um, they're in real real shit. Yeah, them, I couldn't go because um, I was working. But apparently right. on Twitter, I've heard we played well, but not to get excited because apparently Burton <laughs> were truly dreadful. So I was like, okay, but yeah, at least we yeah. uh, Well, at least you, you know it's it's a little bit of a money spinner. You know, you threw to the second second yeah. round. Who did you get in the second round? We got Sheffield Wednesday away, so it's a it's a bit of okay. a bittersweet one because obviously they are a big club, and yeah. I honestly think they're going to beat us. So. I would have liked someone maybe a little bit higher, like obviously your Premier League team, so we were guaranteed yeah. some money or whatever if it could get on telly, but it's not the worst at the end of the day because it's a decent ground, the atmosphere yeah. will hopefully be okay, and yeah, it's Sheffield Wednesday, still a big club. Yeah, you never know, dear. Exactly, it, you never know in the club. We, we, we beat Reading um, away from home um, in the first round, so you know, we've now got Peterborough, which we've got to play them three times this year. Cause oh, we're my in the, gosh. <laughs> they're in the bloody, uh, well, I don't know, Papa John's crap with them as well. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, so going back to crew yeah. uh Gillingham and Grimsby um obviously the your last uh, last game was against Grimsby. your most recent game uh, in the league was against Grimsby yeah uh I had a look at the stats and uh, I had a quick look at the uh, highlights there weren't many Rochdale highlights um honestly what did you take away from the, what did you take away from the game do you know what's really frustrating against Grimsby first half we could have been three or four nil up and if luck was on our side once we got one goal, honestly, we yeah. would have been, we would have absolutely battered them. But obviously, went in at half time and just came out a totally different team, which is unusual for us because we tend to have a really bad start first half, go one or two goals <laughs> down, and then second half we play really well, but just can't obviously 
finish our chances. Or Damage has already been done, hasn't it? Yeah, it's already been done. Whereas this time, it was roles reversed. We played well, but couldn't score. And then second half, we just came out and we was, we was honestly atrocious. But it's the same. Yeah. Again, it's always a set piece, just sloppy defending. And honestly, it's just the story of our season. It really, last season, sorry. Story of last season again. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, that sort of leads us into my next question uh, with what can we expect from Rochdale on Tuesday night, Tuesday <laughs> evening. So, so sh- shit, shit, shit um, defending from set plays. Yeah. Um, which plays in right to our hand because, you know, we've got Cole Piergiani and Dan Sweeney who are, are both about six foot, six foot, seven oh, foot tall. Oh, um, and, and win every ball in the air. So um, that's, that's wicked. Um, aside from the negatives of uh coming coming up hopefully for you <laughs> um are there any players that uh any Rochdale players that Stevenage fans should keep their eye on and and that might that might cause us a bit of trouble who like let's let's talk about let's try and talk some positivity into the game well like I mentioned before he's 37 year old but you can never write off Ian Henderson um he's still as fit as a fiddle he's still got that quality about him so I think once Ian Henderson gets that goal it will be unstoppable, but obviously it's just frustrating. He had so many chances the other day and couldn't score, so you just can never write Ian Henderson off, and obviously he's got that experience as well. Um, James Ball, he's um, a box-to-box midfielder. He plays quite attacking. We are familiar, we are familiar with James Ball. He's, he, he's had a spell here. Oh, really? How did he do for you guys? He was okay. <laughs> I quite liked him, um, yeah. actually. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't all that consistent, yeah. which was which was a shame. Um, but on his good days, he was really good. But on his bad days, he was diabolical. I'm hoping he has a just... good day then against you guys. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah no, Devan... it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Devante Rodney as well. Um, like I said, he's he scored in the cup game. He's done really well pre-season. He scored against Crew as well. He's quite cool and composed kind of thing. So I think Devante Rodney is definitely one because if someone's going to score for us, it's going to be him. And Femi Sarike, who's our right wing back, is only a young, um, is only a young player, but he honestly is very quick. He's got quite a lot about him attacking wise. So. Yeah, I think he's got man of the match a couple of times as well. So I think he's nice. another one to look out for as well. Femi Sariki at right wing back. Cool. Okay. Um, brilliant. Hopefully they all have absolute horrible nights now. <laughs> <laughs> like um, usual. Right. <laughs> just the usual. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully just form continues. Yeah, um, just consistently. Right. So fi- finally, uh, just give me a prediction for Tuesday night. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, I will it's, forgive you for going out and just forgetting form, throwing it all out. It's Tuesday night, it's under the lights, anything can happen. Do you know what, right? As much as I've been pretty negative about us, I still can't back against us no matter what. No matter how many podcasts I go on and we're playing rubbish, <laughs> I still can't go against us to lose. So I'm going to go with a 1-0 win with a really scrappy goal and I'm going to go for Ian Henderson. Because I just can't bet against Rochdale, no matter how bad we're playing. 
There it is, Borough fans. You heard it here first. <laughs> scrappy, scrappy Hendo goal. Beautiful. Um, well, that's 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 all I've got for you. So, <laughs> thanks, thanks so much for coming on. Um, I think uh, it's a. It's nice to be able to. We don't do it for every game, but it's nice to be able to sit down and just have a chat with uh, rival fans. That you know, especially when yeah. it doesn't end up in end up in you know abuse being held uh, back and forth at one another, which you know on Twitter it yeah. invariably <laughs> does. Um, so yeah, so thank you, thank you so much for coming no, on. Thank um, you. Good, it's luck been an the, pleasure. good luck with the rest of your season beyond oh, gosh, Tuesday. I, I think I need it. I think I'll need it, but. Um... Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure and thank you so much for inviting me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, and, uh, yeah, enjoy Tuesday. <laughs> Rossinho, passing from midfield, it's Rossinho! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it. An old tracker, an old traffic cracker in front of the Stratford end. What do you reckon the player's favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that. I reckon TVC loves a McFlurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch. Do you reckon Macca loves a Macca's? I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face. And Revs definitely takes down a McNugget's share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.